Josh, there ain't nobody going to listen to this. Anyways, this is Chandler. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Who, by the way, 
Creflo Dollar is probably the most well-named false teacher out there because he's looking for money. That's what he's about. What a... <laughs> You're right. <laughs> TBN is the Trinity Broadcasting Network. It's a uh, it's a quote unquote Christian network that's been started probably 30 years ago. <laughs> At one time they had some pretty good teaching on it. Now, like I said, 97 percent is probably. So all they want is money. They want money. I mean, yeah, that's I think that's, that's primarily they want your seed money. False teaching. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Aiden, we'll, we'll look at you this out okay. there. Uh, I love this job. But uh. But that's what we're to do. We're to test the spirits. We're to look at, we're to determine these false teachers. But <laughs> just based on verse 1, we don't know how. Verse 1 just tells us that false teachers are out there. They do exist. And we have to be mindful of that. We have to be on the lookout. Everything you hear, run it through the Word of God. Everything you hear, run it through Scripture. If, if anybody stands up, you know, whether it's somebody here or, or somebody on TV, somebody you've got a tape or a CD, tape, oh my gosh, a CD or a download of, test it by the Scripture. Don't just believe it because they say it. But you've got to test to make sure it is true. So in verse 2, we, we kind of find out what, we kind of get into the meat of how to determine this. Verse 2 says, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is from God. Now, this is a little tricky. This, this is kind of interesting. Uh, well, one thing that's interesting is that it does give you... First, it gives you the positive. It, says, first, it doesn't say first, here's how you tell false teachers. It says first, this is how you know if it is the Spirit of God, if it's a true teacher. Now, he says that every spirit that confesses Jesus has come in the flesh. That's a little tricky because today you're not going to find a false teacher who's going to deny that, honestly. No false teacher. Any of those guys mentioned, you know, whether it's Joel Osteen or, or Paula White or Benny Hinn or any of those, they're not going to deny that Jesus came in the flesh. That's not how they work today. What's happening here is John's dealing with a time period when the biggest heresy of the day, it was it, one of the heresies was called docetism. And what docetism was, they believed that Jesus didn't come in a physical form. They believed he only appeared to be a man. That he was really never truly a man. That he was just a, a, an apparition that looked like flesh, a phantom, kind of a just a, an appearing of God. Because that's very, it's very closely related to something called Gnosticism, and they believed that everything in the flesh was evil. They believed that the spirit was good, the flesh was evil. So what they would say, Gnosticism would actually teach that you can kind of do whatever you want in the flesh, you can say all you want in the flesh, because the flesh is nasty and evil anyway, and it's your spirit is all that's redeemed. So they would, so they would, that's what they would teach. They would teach, okay, the flesh is, is nasty, so Jesus couldn't have came in the flesh. That was the heresy of the day. And that's what John's dealing with. Remember, the Bible is talking to specific people in specific places in a specific context. So what John is talking about, he's talking to people who when they read this, they immediately know what he's talking about. He's talking about an improper understanding of who Jesus is. He's talking about not knowing who Jesus Christ really is, who God is. He goes back to the very character of Jesus as God come in the flesh. That's what they would see. They would see that this is a denial of, of Jesus. And so if you kind of bring that into our times, you look at these teachers and you see how they deny Jesus. They, they corrupt the character of Jesus by preaching this false prosperity gospel. A gospel that says that if, you, you know, if you're not rich, if, you're not, if you don't have a lot of money, you're obviously not, not right with God. If, you're not, you know, if you don't have a, a, your own plane, if you're not just raking in money, if you're not being blessed financially, that you're not right with God. That's what the prosperity gospel would teach. You know, and we see from Scripture that's not true. You know, that, is not, that is not a proper 
understanding of the gospel. But that's what they teach. There's a health and wealth gospel that says that if you aren't healthy all the time, that, that Christians should never get sick. And if you do get sick, you know, there's automatic healing you know, immediately because you're not supposed to get sick. You're a believer. But we live in we live in, in, in a fallen world. We live in, you know, decaying bodies. We're going to get sick. You know, one of these uh, health and wealth preachers, he sat there and said you should never get sick. You should never have any problems. And he's wearing a pair of glasses. And it doesn't make any sense. If he's, why would he wear glasses? Because his, his sight should be perfect. You know, and back when we had all the uh, these hurricanes and stuff, a lot of these people, they claim they can control the weather. I mean, they're very, you know, they're very persuasive because they, they have big audiences. They have large, uh, large platforms to speak from. But it's all false teaching. And that's why we have to, we have to really get in to understand. It's, it's all about understanding who God is. And verse 3 says, And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. So, you know, again, like I said, it says, This spirit is of the Antichrist, which, was, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. So, like I said, that's today we're probably not going to see. You're not going to see anybody on TV and get up and say, Jesus didn't come in the flesh. That's not going to happen. So we have to remember, we have to, have to take that and contextualize what they're talking about. But one of the, the, the neatest parts about this is, though, that, you know, we have the ability. We have that ability to, to, to discern the truth. Because verse 4 tells us, see, verse 4 tells us exactly why we can discern the truth, how we have this power. It says, little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Because of that, because of the fact that, that, the, um, that we have that power, that gives us the ability to discern, the ability to, to stand up against false teachers. We have that built in. The Holy Spirit gives us that built in check that we can test the spirits. We can find out what's false teaching, what's true teaching. And one of the, one of the interesting things is uh, the FBI, when they, when they train counterfeit experts, do you know how they train them to spot fake money? Does anybody know? Offhand, anybody ever seen that? <laughs> FBI counterfeit experts, how do they train them to spot counterfeit money? That's too perfect to not use. What they do? They look at this. Okay, if you were in the FBI, is this what you would look at to, to, to uh, study fake money? Would you say, if it's fake money, it's going to be white, badly torn, have some very poorly drawn uh, you know, dollar signs on it, have a crooked smiley face? Is that how you're going to teach people to find counterfeit money? No, you're going to say, this is a real dollar bill. We know this is a real dollar bill. We're going to study this. We're going to see... You know, we're going to see where the serial number is on it. We're going to find out where the Secretary of Treasury's name goes. We're going to see where it says $1. We're going to look on the back. We're going to see the pyramid. We're going to see the seal. We're going to see in God we trust. We're going to, they're going to look this over. They're going, to, they're going to know this better than anything. They're going to know exactly what a dollar bill is supposed to look like. They're not going to look at the fakes. Because you know what? If I look at this fake, what happens if I get a fake that looks different than this? You're not going to recognize it. But if you have this... You're going to know what any faith looks like. So, you're saying that we need to study God. Yes, Aiden, you're right. We need to study the Word of God. That is the, that is the most effective way to counterfeit false teaching is to know the truth. Now, I'm not saying that, that there's not a time when you would want to study you know, false religions, study things like that as an interest to, you know, in, in a relationship you have. You might want to get into that. But primarily... If we spend time in God's Word, if we study the Word of God, we are going to more often than not have a better understanding of how to spot false teaching. I mean, it just, it's just the best way because 
Guys, time in the Word beats everything. Because if you're sitting here on Sunday morning and Chris says something and, and it sounds a little funny, and he's not, I mean, he's not, okay, guys, he's not going to do this. But if he says something that sounds a little funny, that sounds like, where did this come from? And you can't go to Scripture and find it? I mean, the Holy Spirit living in you is going to, if you, if you know the Word of God, is going to bring that to your mind. You're going to say, wait a minute, that, that's, that's not Scripture. You know, if he was reading John 3.16 and he said, for God so loved the world, you know, that... <laughs> I'm not I can't, think, I can't even think of a good example on that one. But if he says something crazy like, you know, for God loved the world that he sent his nephew into the world, that whosoever believes should live, you're going to know that's false. And that's, that's, that's obvious and, and flagrant. But you're going to know that. But you know what? If you had never, if you've never studied the Bible, if he said something like that, you just might believe it. And obviously not something that obvious, but you know, we're gonna believe stuff. There are there are countless people on TV today preaching things that are are so poorly, I mean just such bad theology, it's so wrong. But we don't understand it because we don't study our scriptures. We'll talk about that downstairs. We'll get into, we'll, we'll have a good small group discussion on this, guys. So, so just if you got questions like that, just say we're your small group, and we'll we'll really dig into this a little bit. But then going on in verse five and six, it kind of says, uh, "They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error." And what that's basically saying there is that you know it will be. You know, he said, those that know God through confessing Jesus, you know, we're going to listen to the teachers. We're going to know when we hear something because we're studying the Word, because we're in God's Word, we're going to recognize that. Uh, does anybody, uh, Tabidi Adabwile, I made a great statement about this. I want to just read his statement about, about this, about why we do things the way we do. He says, how can we listen to the apostles when they've been dead for almost 2,000 years? Through a certain kind of preaching, the preaching that takes the apostles' words explains their words, and applies their words is the kind of preaching that enables us to listen to them today. We call this expositional preaching because it exposes what the apostles have written and the meaning and application of their words. When you listen to the word of God expositionally preached, you are listening to the apostles, and ultimately you are listening to God himself. And I think that was a great, a great statement by him because, in fact, we have two pastors who do preach expositionally. That is their bread and butter. That's what they go to, you know, more often than not, when they preach, it's going to be an expositional sermon saying, this is what it says in this book, this is what it says in this chapter, and just go, you know, and if you not notice, that's the way, you know, Chris goes through books, Josh picks up and goes through books, that's what we do. Up here, we go through books of the Bible. They teach expositionally, and that's the way to understand what the apostles said. The, uh, you know, guys, I'm going to keep you much longer, but in closing, I just want to say, you know, be diligent. We have to stay in the Word of God. We have to read. We have to study for ourselves. We can't just take take whatever we hear at face value. Be skeptical. You know, honestly, we're we're, we're so we're so afraid today to call anybody wrong. But be skeptical when somebody says something. Be, don't just believe on face value because they say that. You know, we hear a lot of people saying, "Well, this is not my truth." Well, you know, there is no my truth. There is no your truth. There is only the truth. And that's what we have to we have to understand, and we have to. I have to stand in that. Uh, and guys, I'll tell you something I was thinking of when I was pre preparing for this. In your all's context as students, the false teachers that you guys are faced are not just going to be a guy standing in the pulpit, a guy on TVN, a guy on any TV channel. They're going to be, they're going to be your friends. I mean, whether we like it or not, our friends are going to be false teachers. 
We're going to have friends that, that go to the Mormon church down the street. We're going to have friends that go to the Jehovah's Witness Street church. You know what they're going to do? They're going to want to talk about how great their church is. They're going to talk about how great this is and why you should believe what they believe. And we've got to be ready with a defense for that. We've got to study the Word of God so that we can, you know, in a loving way. I'm not saying, you know, yell at your friend, heretic! You know, don't do that. But just talk to them and let them know. Show them from God's Word why something's true. And don't listen to it, guys. If somebody's bringing you something that's not from God's Word, no matter how cool it sounds, no matter how, how much sense it makes, well, this makes perfect sense. It may, it's not in the Bible, but it makes great sense. Don't believe it. Don't, don't let them fool you. Because, like I said, that is the false teachers you guys will face more often than not. You know, you're not going to, in this church, thankfully, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to have false teachers here. I mean, that's, I'm confident Chris would not bring in anybody to stand in the pulpit that was a false teacher. Josh wouldn't have anybody up here that's a false teacher. So, we'll talk about that downstairs. We'll, we'll get into some of that stuff, guys. We will, we will discuss that. And guys, something kind of related to what Aiden said is we have to remember: just because somebody's not right about something doesn't mean them a false teacher. Doesn't mean they are a false teacher. Now we have to understand: this is a this is a a lifestyle. This is something that they teach as their theological position. Not because somebody is slightly off with, you know, somebody's pre-trib, somebody's post-trib, somebody's pre-meal, somebody's on-meal. That's not gonna. That's not a false teacher. Those are things that don't directly relate to our salvation, directly relate to the nature of God. That's the things we have to watch for. Anything that gives us a false sense of who God is, a false picture of who Jesus is, that's a false teacher. So, guys, just be be diligent. You know, give it effort, give it thought. Listen skeptically. Listen to what people say, but don't take it at face value. Compare everything you hear in church. Every, every, every theological statement you hear, compare it to the Word of God. Check it back to the source. Make sure it, 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 it agrees with Scripture. If it doesn't agree with Scripture, no matter how good it sounds, it's not true. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for letting us gather here tonight to study your Word. And Lord, we pray you would give us that discernment. Discernment that only comes from you, that we can determine truth from error. So we can know what is the true word of God and what is false. Lord, we, we thank you for, for loving us, Lord. Thank you for giving us that spirit that we can discern. We thank you for your love and your mercy. Lord, now we pray as we break into small groups that we would have good discussions, lively discussions. We would have questions asked and answered. And we would have, have communication lines open. Lord, we thank you for your love and your mercy. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.